Well, happy 2016, everyone, and welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 13, Baby New Year. Welcome to the Sandbox. Look, there is just something about a new year. It's a new chance. It's a new opportunity, a fresh start, a new life. I think this is where the idea of Baby New Year comes from. It's like a baby, like a little freshly made seven-pound, three-ounce baby with chubby cheeks and golden fleece diapers. This new year is full of promise and possibility. But just like any freshly made baby, it grows up and becomes a not-so-freshly-made person. I've always heard it said, people, they have the endless capacity to amaze you and the endless ability to disappoint you, and both are true. So as the new year progress, as the year progresses, the baby grows up, the resolutions fade into the background, and all of the good intentions and impulses and goals slowly disappear. But for now... For now, we all sit at the beginning of something new. So, so what do you got, Chris? Well, it's it's about resolution time, I guess. Is And I don't know. I, I tend to not do resolutions because I tend to be really bad at them. I, I end up failing. So uh, clearly, maybe maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the, uh, you know, you're talking about baby new year. Maybe it's the, you know, somewhere between baby new year and, and, and the old man that uh, the adolescent new year. Yeah, just what is we, what is adolescent? I, I don't here? know, but I, that's probably what kills the resolutions. Yeah. I would imagine, and like the disrespectful. He's like smoking back of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do with that kid? I well, mean, that's. I mean, that's why we never end up losing the weight that we plan to, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So, what, do you have? I mean, do you have any resolutions this year? Yeah, I. I think my resolution is that by the end of the year, I want to be known as America's sweetheart. <laughs> 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 Live into my true identity. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what I'm going for. Did you try that in 2015? Yes, I did, and failed miserably. But it's a new year, <laughs> and I'm up for something. That's awesome. What you know, about, yeah. What about yourself? Well, I mean, I've I've never been really very good at making resolutions. Like legitimately, I've never been very good at them, and so most of the time, I just don't. Um, and and I kind of started to realize, like in all seriousness, the last couple of years that um, part of it was just because it ended up feeling like even if I made a resolution and it did kind of well at it, it ended up being that partway through the year, it just felt like, yeah, but I didn't really make it as far as it could. And so it always felt like a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And so actually one, one kind of cool thing that my wife and I tried in the last year was we uh, heard about these, these new year jars. And so what you do is you take a, a like just a, a glass clear jar with a lid on it and you set it somewhere in your in your house. And when you do something that's fun or exciting, you take pictures and you maybe you went to a movie and you throw the tickets in there or whatever. And um, so then at the end of the year, you get to look back and say mm. like, oh, look at those. These were all the kind of good things maybe that happened. Um, and just kind of reframed a little bit what that, what that new year looks like or how to expect things from that instead of yeah. feeling like we got halfway through and it didn't really work, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think if I, if I did have to, have to do one, I'd probably say just um, kind of what's been for me pretty common the last last year or so is just like that, that like slowing down the pace of life a little bit and being mm-hmm. able to find some margins so that when things come up, there's a little bit of energy to, to take care of them and, and kind of move forward and move through. That's, that's easier said than done. I mean, what kind of, 
what kind of checks and balances do you have? You know, accountability partners. I mean, that's all part of it too, right? Yeah, you know, it's huge. And I think that's that's part of the reason I think that maybe resolutions don't always work out for people is is that we maybe we, we have this kind of internal goal and then we don't mm-hmm. have that maybe constant reminder around us of, hey, didn't you say you were going to do that thing? Um, and if we don't have the reminder, I'd, you know, we're not, we're not very, often very self-motivated. Sure. That's kind sure. of a thing. So, I mean, a real one, do you, do you have, I mean, I, I know the other one was real. Well, no, it, but, it is real and it's, and it's always there, but honestly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I mean, you can't fix perfection, but no, seriously, <laughs> over the years, I haven't honestly, honestly haven't made very many new year's resolutions. I, I've actually more often than not, and this is going to sound weird. I've made Super Bowl resolutions because I kind of coast through the holidays, and I'm just I don't I don't pick back up into life very quickly after that. Super Bowl comes about a month later, and and after watching these guys who are at the pinnacle of their career, everything they've trained for and worked for in life, and and all of these goals, dreams, things coming true, I'm like seriously inspired after watching that, and I. And that's actually where a lot of my goals have come come from. I okay. actually had a Super Bowl resolution a few years back to lose a bunch of weight, and I and I did that, and it was good. And I've actually kept most of it off. And it's it's um, so I have had some success around these types of resolutions, um, but this year, I'd probably say what I failed at in in the past few years is is true now, and that's and that's writing. I would I would I've always dreamed of doing more writing and and that dream will likely go by the wayside unless I'm more intentional about making some changes scheduling changes uh, changes in life and and in in practices routine it's all tied into that yeah. and I think that's where I think a lot of resolutions tend to fail and 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 it just takes a degree of intentionality and accountability that that we tend to lack or or just let slip. Sure. Well, and that, I mean, that brings up so- something really interesting. And that's actually part of my problem with resolutions. And maybe, maybe why I've, I've not made some is like, why do we wait until January to make a change? Mm. There are plenty, plenty of good year, days in the year. Completely to, to make arbitrary, a change. right? Um, I, I totally get that though, if we're being really honest, because I don't start anything unless it's a Monday. So <laughs> a number of workout routines that my wife and I have done together, we don't like, she'll be like, well, yeah, but we have the weekend and we've got Saturday and Sunday free and that'd be a great time to do it. And I'm like, right, but you don't start anything on the weekend. It's the weekend. You start things on Monday. <laughs> you begin at the beginning. You begin, Yeah, exactly. So um, that's part of my problem is, you know, I, I, I totally jump into that too. Maybe the Super Bowl is a great time to do it. Yeah, it's only part of your problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, it, we, we, we start at these ar- arbitrary times, and no matter if it's Monday or Super Bowl or January 1st. I, yeah. I so I wonder, like, what is it that gets us to actually make that change or what motivates us? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've been thinking about that, and I don't know if you saw it. It was during, during Christmas, actually just before Christmas, there was this viral video that was out there. It's a German grocery store. I don't even know how to pronounce the name. It's E-D-E-K-A. Adeka? Adeka? Not sure. We'll go with Adeka. So this grocery store in Germany, they did a Christmas commercial. It, it goes viral. I've watched people watch this video. Okay, I watched a whole group of people watch this video, and they immediately melted into a puddle on the floor. Have you seen it? I have. And actually, I I was really, really ticked at Grandpa at first, if we're yeah. being honest. No, absolutely. And I'm with you, but, but let me explain it uh, uh, if anybody hasn't seen it. 
It tells the story of a lonely father and grandfather whose kids are living all over the world. They're busy with work and family, and, and year after year, they cancel on coming home for Christmas at the last minute. Suddenly, they get the call. It's the bad news. Their father, their grandfather, has passed away. So they drop everything. They change their plans, and they rush home to his place. Now, we need to cue emotional Adele-esque type music. And here come here it comes and, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it you know pause it you're also one it. behind if you haven't seen it but. yeah and you're also behind so you, uh, the statue of limitations is out right so here here it comes all of the kids and the grandkids they come walking into the house of their deceased loved one to discover a candle lit feast waiting on the dining room table and the dad the one they thought had died comes walking around the corner at this point I flat out dare you not to cry. Then he says, "How?" and I quote, how else do you think I could have brought you all together? Man, this is such a, it's, an emotional, it's an emotional video. But I'll be honest, I'm with you, Chris. My initial reaction, I was pissed at Grandpa. I mean, dishonest, disingenuous, manipulative, lying. Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, seriously. Yeah, no. Grandpa's a jerk. He has he has no <laughs> business. Okay, and after I kind of got over that initial reaction, I came to see it as a modern-day parable. Like, he's kind of right. He's a jerk, but he's kind of right. He's a jerk, but he's right. The punchline of this parable is, what will it take for you to make a change? It's a question. What will it take for you to make a change? In this case, the only thing that could have brought these people together was a funeral. The funeral of the one who was kept calling them to come together. The only thing, the only time they could get together is, was when it was too late. But as a punchline, it asks all of us, what does it take to change? You know, I think that's a good question, Dave. What does it take to change? I, I think sometimes it's, it's a sense of urgency or maybe just kind of reframing the situation so that we, we pay attention differently. And I think that's what, what January offers in, in resolutions is we're, we're thinking about it differently. There's kind of a sense of, oh, this is the time that you, that you do that. And I think without that or without some other people around you maybe saying, hey, have you, have, have you done the thing that you were saying you were mm-hmm. going to do? You know, without that, I think we sometimes forget. Um, but I read a really interesting article. This maybe, maybe is part of part of that idea. I read this really interesting article recently about um, the study around Americans and saving money and how that is because actually... Because that's, that, that's a resolution that all kinds of people yeah, have. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's actually been been one that we've th- thought about, not necessarily as a New Year's resolution, but but for, for us has been something that we've really tried to be conscious of. And um, so what this article was talking about was suggesting that that we tend to think of things in a very linear fashion. So you go to high school and then you're done with high school and you go to college and then you're done with college and you become an adult and you get a real job and then you're done with being an adult and you retire. Or I don't know, maybe you're, maybe you're not done with being an adult, but <laughs> you're, you're done with the, maybe with the job part of that. And so everything kind of comes one after the other. And once something's done, it's, mm-hmm. it's not coming up again. And they, what, what this article was suggesting and based on this study that they did was that, um, other cultures tend to, or a lot of other cultures tend to look at time in more of a cyclical way. So maybe more like the seasons. And mm. so when in this study, when they told people to think about their savings in a more cyclical way, that that actually, they ended up saving 82% more money than the people who mm. thought of things in a linear way. And so you've got, so for example, you know, like it's July and you have a $500 car repair. 
well, then what they're suggesting is if you think of things in a cyclical way, you would change your you would change your thinking right then and say, this is going to happen again. Something's going to break again. And so I need to save a little bit of money and I need to start that pattern now so that down the road, right. it changes. And then when this, when this happens again, yeah, it's, not if or it's when, right. Yeah. As, as opposed to the way that we maybe traditionally think about it where, oh, I'm a, I'm a poor college student. And when I'm done being a poor college student, then I'm going to make some more money at my job. And when that happens, that I'm suddenly going to have enough money that I can, can then save. Mm-hmm, and what this mm-hmm. was kind of suggesting was, no, we actually, even though it's not a big thing right now, even though you're not feeling it, because when you're a college student, at least in my experience, um, you're not really too concerned about 20 years down the road when you're, you know, when you're right. raising a family and, and trying to provide for, for all the needs that you have. Mm-hmm. And it kind of placed that urgency a little differently. And so I wonder if that's part of, of this resolution piece too, is yeah. where does that urgency come in and, and how often do we see it? So, you know, when you were, you were saying that, it's like, oh, it's the uh, $1,000 car repair and you have to pay it. You, you know, you need to address the problem. You, you end up getting this and, you, and, you, and you, the lie that you tell yourself if you're thinking in a linear fashion, that's a one-time expense. I mean, once I get this mm-hmm. done, then if I could only then it's the lie that we live, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. but when that thousand dollar payment drops in front of you, freak out yeah. rather than being prepared for it. It reminds me of that scene from Bugs Life, right? The ants, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but the yeah. ants are walking and they're in their single file line and a leaf drops and lands right in front of them. And then they freak out. Oh, you know, what they are we going no to do? We have there. no idea what to do, yeah. but it's just a leaf. They can't see past it. Right. Right. So I think sometimes when we're, when we're, doing well with resolutions, we're putting those things in front of us. We're thinking about them maybe in a more cyclical, like if I practice this, then down the road, uh, this is going to become normal for me. Mm-hmm. And and that's maybe a little bit different than other times of the year where some of those things fade away from our, the forefront of our attention. Sure, sure. It's like uh, the other day, we were talking about this earlier. I had to fill up the, fill up the tank uh, in my car. I'm stuck on cars. I'm not sure why. But <laughs> I had to fill up the, fill up the tank. And I was happy about it. Actually, kind of excited about it. I filled up the tank in my car for under thirty bucks a year, awesome. year and a half ago. It was more than twice that. And here I am, thirty bucks under thirty bucks, just under, uh, just a hair under thirty. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling great. It was kind of fun. Loved filling up my tank. And I find myself driving more, and I find myself just being more wasteful and 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 just not thinking things through. And you, you get to thinking, <laughs> hey. Why don't I get a bigger, why don't I get a truck? You know, <laughs> like, why don't I start really, gas is cheap. It's amazing how quickly that mindset changes because yeah. uh, just a year and a half, two years ago, we were cutting back on all of our driving, yeah. carpooling more, uh, really being intentional about do we need to drive? Maybe it's riding the bike. Maybe it's walking. Just not, and it changes our mindset changes, mm-hmm. and we fall out of these good practices. And it's it's totally natural for those things to fall out of our focus. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was just I saw something the other day about how it's been, and, and I, you know, not to to raise this as as a, a huge like I don't want to focus the issue on this, but you know, it's been more than three years ago since that shooting at Sandy Hook. Mm. Uh, three years already. Yeah, and like 
it's just amazing to me when I think about that, like the way that that's dropped out of focus. In some ways it hasn't because there's been other right. events that have kept it in front of us a little bit. But like like we haven't done anything to fix that because it hasn't been right in front of us. I mean, I remember seeing those, like the, the images of the families and, and yeah. of all the things happening after that. And it was just absolutely dramatic and, and just heart-wrenching mm-hmm. the way that people were going through that. But we haven't we haven't done anything. We haven't like I mean, if the solution is giving people guns, we haven't armed anybody. Um, right. If the, the solution <laughs> is taking away people's guns, we haven't passed stricter gun control. Like we haven't whatever the the fix is. We've got a problem. Something needs to change. What does it take to change? Right. And and we haven't done anything. And I think part of it is because it it hasn't been in front of our attention that way. You know, like yeah. I think it's it's maybe different when it's close to home, or maybe it's different when it's someone in your family, or or those sorts of things, or or whatever. But I I wonder if this is again part of that same idea of like why do why are we not any good at our resolutions well it's because maybe in part we're not keeping it in front of us and keeping it at the center of how we approach our our life and maybe you know going back to that that money article we aren't we aren't changing our patterns now so that they become habits later we're kind of thinking that it's maybe maybe it's like that that car repair bill and we're not planning for it yeah when we see it come right right so like you're saying chris We've got a problem with guns and shootings and no matter schools or supermarkets or, or wherever. It's happening all over the place. And it doesn't matter where you sit on the gun debate. People are dying and there's got and and there's gotta be an answer. Somehow, some way, uh, something needs to change. And and the question is, what does it take to change? It, it actually the part that I totally skipped over when I was telling about you know the whole gas and the tank thing, we still have a problem with our use of gasoline-powered cars of, of non-renewable energy, that problem, which was at the forefront of the conversation when we had $4 gas, is not so much there anymore when it's you know $2 or under $2 gas. The problem's still there. And it's going to be $4 again someday. It just, it will. But what are we doing now to, to fix this problem? You know, what is it going to take to change? Resolutions, New Year's resolutions. So whenever I think about them, I, I always am I'm reminded by, of a saying, a quote by, by Howard Thurman. You know how whatever resolution that you have or dream or conviction or, or a new sense of purpose, this thing that seems so clear that you're just, you, you feel like it's within grasp, it's within reach, but then it begins to fade and go away. I think that's some of what we're talking about. And, and Chris, you had that quote, right? Despite the dullness and barrenness of the days of the past, if I search with due diligence, I can always find a deposit left by some former radiance. But I had forgotten. At the time, it was full-orbed, glorious, and resplendent. I was sure that I would never forget. In the moment of its fullness, I was sure that it would illumine my path for all of the rest of my journey. I had forgotten how easy it is to forget. There was no intent to betray what it seemed so sure at the time. My response was whole, clean, authentic. But little by little, there crept into my life the dust and grit of the journey. Details, lower-level demands, all kind of cross-currents. Nothing momentous, nothing overwhelming, nothing flagrant, just wear and tear. If there had been some direct challenge, a clear-cut issue, I would have fought it to the end and beyond. In the quietness of this place, surrounded by the all-pervading presence of God, my heart whispers, Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve, that in fair weather or in foul, in good times or in tempests, in the days when the darkness and the foe are nameless or familiar, I may not forget that to which my life is committed. 
keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Whether it's next Monday or January 1st or after the Super Bowl or today, new things are challenging, but you can make a new start. The past is not our potential and new things are possible. There's this idea among some Christian theologians that we are daily recreated. Every day is a new beginning. Every day you are a new creation. Maybe if an old resolution dies, a new one can take its place. Even on January 2nd or March 8th or you get the picture. New resolutions are possible. And as Howard Thurman said, keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. As we continue with this podcast, more and more we're starting to see ourselves as agents of curiosity in the chaos of evolving life and faith. And we want to invite you to be part of that with us. And one of our resolutions, we're talking about resolutions in this episode, one of our resolutions at Sandbox Cooperative in 2016 is that we want to continue to expand this conversation and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know what topics you'd like to, for us to cover in the new year. We've received a few messages so far and, and great ideas, but we'd love to hear from even more of you in the coming weeks. Again, thanks for listening to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. See you later. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the Sandbox.